Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. speak to Macy? I did. I did. Uh, we're going to talk. We're, we're, we're uh, working at, we're, uh, speaking tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. Okay, good. Sounds like yeah. He told me this month he has a lot of payments to make. Yeah. And I told him uh, to you know speak to you still, uh, so you can figure out you know. Yeah. So you're gonna be doing a great introduction to him, and I hope he is gonna be enrolled. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like you know, it'll be like me and you. You know, we just you know talk and see what's important, and I'll yeah. tell you what I could do, and then, you know, you say if that works for him or not, you know? He says what it works for him or not, you know? Exactly. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, how things been since uh, since we last spoke for you? Like, what you're present to? What's been coming up? Well, um, what's what I'm present to is uh, uh, I mean, I feel really great uh, overall, and uh, I can really distinguish a lot more that doesn't work for me, would never ever work for me in my past relationship. Yeah. You know, so far, you know, it's been like first few sessions, it's been, it's been about getting know-how. Now I'm in the stage knowing why. <laughs> okay. So it's good. It's good. I feel a lot more comfortable. I, I have a lot more peace. Definitely, I would say it made a difference for me to adjust what didn't work in the in the past and what I look for in a relationship. And actually, I read your posting, one of your posting in Facebook. That also, because I was gonna have a date, right? Um, this Wednesday, I'm gonna have a date uh, with this woman, and I was concerned about getting to know her, you know, her getting to know me, uh, or if this is going to be a workable relationship, like, can I be, like, in a serious relationship with her and all those bullshit. <laughs> and yeah. when I read your posting about, don't make your first date about all those, but just about having fun. So, you know, that kind of, like, uh, you know, opened something new for me. So, well, so it, it's a big problem. It's a big progress since last December that I'm going on a real date, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You know, very few people are really um, taking what I'm writing to heart. I think they're silly, but, you know, what can I say, you know? But you are, so, I mean, you know, just about every call, you're telling me about something that I wrote in my group, that you're like, hey, man, that really worked for me, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, it's true because... You know, in the past, I had so many dates, 
And in the first date, I was telling, oh, she's not the one, she's not the one, she's not the one. Nobody was one for me. Yeah. You know, of course, there was other reasons at the essence of it, but I was not in the mood for having fun, but I was in the mood for, for you know, looking at just something, if that's one for me. Why would you, you know, you bother yourself? Like, if the relationship is going to turn out to be serious, then it would. If not, if not, but then you can have a, a good time, have fun with, you know, some amazing person that you get to know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And appreciate that person's presence and just have a good time. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny, man. Um, you know, I, they say a word to the wise is sufficient. And what I'm hearing from you is, you're one of those wise people that don't need to be told to pay attention 17 times, you know? Thank you. So, you know, you must be because, I mean, listen, every, I, I think pretty much pretty much every week, maybe not every single call, but, like, you know, pretty much every week you're like, you know, I saw you wrote something and, you know, made a difference. So I, I don't hear too many people say that, but. I hear people say, wow, that was some really good stuff you wrote, but that's not the same thing as it made it, what you wrote made a difference, you know? So. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I acknowledge you for uh, being able to apply what you've been reading, and it tells me that you don't just do that in the area of relationships or with me. You know, you, that's just the kind of guy you are, you know? Thank you. And, and if you wasn't, wasn't before meeting me, I'm clear you are there now, so, you know, it's good. Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, you know, um, I also start my own company. I don't okay. have a client yet, but I'm doing networking events. I'm meeting people, and my friends are introducing me to people in the industry and you know, so forth. So, you know, a um, lot of new things happening in my life. So, you know, um, so uh, it's just... Uh, it's just uh, a different, a brand new page of life, and uh, um, so there's a lot more to do, and and I'm glad that now I start taking it this way from from a past relationship, like for for almost like more than 13 years. This lady really, she was mentally ill, and it cost me a lot, you know. It's pretty much it. So because of her mental illness and all those, and I know that this would have never ever worked out in the end eventually. So I'm so grateful that it ended not because of me, you know, and, uh, and, you know, uh, I'm just glad it's over sooner, you know, like, and then other than it's getting more complicated that we have a child or anything like that. So now I can start a new chapter with someone new, someone, you know, someone more compatible with me, yeah. you know, knowing who I am, knowing who the person is. And just enjoy life. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. All right. Love it. So, um, did you get anything specifically out of last week's talking about um, structures and how to take care of them, you know, like that? Uh-oh, I don't know where you went. Can't hear you, though. 
Come back, come back, wherever you are. All right, well, I'll just wait here. You're probably talking to hear me, but I can't hear you, so I'll just kind of wait for you. To join the call again, because I can't hear you. And I don't think you're on mute. Okay. He faded out. I'm only talking randomly because I don't want too much silence on the phone when you listen to this recording back later. La 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 la. Let me see if I got any really, <clears throat> really quick jokes. Hey, um, I'm oh, sorry about go. that. There was this. I don't know why this disconnected, but you know, knowing the difference, sometimes it does. All right. Well, I'm back. I don't know what I was talking about, but uh, I just don't remember now. But uh, well, I'll tell you, asked, what I was asking you was, you know, what specifically did you get out of last session around making agreements and, you know, how to handle structural breakdowns? Well, um, so from the last session, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, it's actually pretty straightforward that... Um, you know, uh, having an agreement, planning the agreement, and having a commitment that supports the uh, the planning and agreement. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, um, even if everything goes well, like even if you have an agreement in the beginning and the break when the breakdowns happen, of course you have to first. What I see is actually you have to first um, look at really what are the circumstances and you know, what are you committed and what works, what doesn't work for what you are committed. And then work through it based on that. And uh, so what you have to do is also there's an aspect of emotion that always happens there that uh, I have to deal with the breakdown, distinguishing emotion from the agreement itself, even though the emotion will have an impact on it. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's actually what I got. So the agreement is important. Um, I remember having a conversation about that. It's a it's a philosophical agreement, right? Yes. And uh, then uh, also that agreement actually, you know, we have to plan the agreement. Uh, you know, it's basically like when we talk about emotion 
side of it and the business side of it. You yes. plan basically the agreement based on the business side of it rather than this thing, you know, involving emotion and anger and all those stuff that doesn't exactly. really support anything at all. And when you look at the business side of it, you just get things done, knowing the, what the circumstances are, and then uh, go through your commitment, and you come to a point like knowing the part, the details of the agreement, you have to make a decision like a business decision, and then how it goes. And distinguish emotions from that that doesn't support at all what, what you're committed to. And I think most common... Uh, commitments that we have in a relationship are solvable. Of course, yes. based on what the agreement is, but of course there are certain things that may not work for you and that could be part of the agreement. And just like any business agreement, if the agreement is not met, if you, sign, if you didn't sign up for something, a breakdown that is happening, like in my case, in my past relationship, that means that doesn't work for you. So you don't have to get involved with the emotions and this and that, just to be business side of it and deal with the emotions like we deal with the emotions. Not involving the emotions at the, at the dealing with the breakdown is the way, you know, to handle the business side of it, see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, so that's what I got. Yeah, sounds like you, you know, you got it. So, okay. Yeah, it's amazing how many problems can be solved if you just can keep your emotions out of it and you didn't care who was right or who got credit, you know? Absolutely. You look at your commitment. And sometimes loving is, I mean, we talk about love. Loving is also giving, eventually. And yes. it really doesn't matter, like, uh, you know, who's right or who's wrong or this and that. Love is giving. And if the two persons are meeting at the point of love, it really yeah. doesn't matter also who is right or who is wrong. Love is a lot larger than that, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So good. Okay, good. So then I'm going to just jump right into the second half of this thing about breakdowns, structural and other breakdowns, needs and stuff. So I'm just going to go straight in now. So um, the solution to... Um, the thing to put in, once you're clear about how you want to set up uh, and take care of your relationship based on the business side of it as a structure for, um, you know, maintaining the quality of your relationship regardless of breakdowns or not, once you understand the nature of it like you just got finished explaining, what's next is um, to consciously create your relationship. So in order to, effective, to do this effectively, one would need to be on top of a number of things. One, be able to predict the reactions of your partner as well as yourself for, you know, for the most part, basically. You know, so, for example, if you notice that a body, message, body massage makes your partner happy, depending on how happy it makes them, Use it to the fullest the benefit of the relationship. In other words, when the happiness will contribute the most to the relationship, such as when they cannot get out of a bad mood, making up after an upset, or, a, or uh, as foreplay before the real play, spontaneous acts of generosity, affection, and service work really well. Number two, so let me just you know summarize that. 
notice what triggers your partner, what they react to, and then figure out, the notice the best ways to have them get out of that bad mood. But you have to be paying attention now. You also got to be paying attention to yourself, but you got to be paying attention to them and see what works to get them out of it. And then do it as often as you possibly can without seeming like you're just doing a formula, you know. So then uh, number two is you have to know and understand what both you and your partner need uh, in order to be happy and function well in and out of the relationship. When I mean out of the relationship, I mean when you're at work because you're still in the relationship, but you're just not relating to each other. You're not interacting with each other. You're, you're, you could have a relationship or not have a relationship if you're both at work. You're both at work. Um, you know, said another way, you need to know what you and your partner need so well that their life is better because you're in it than if you weren't. You You need to know why and how to have their life be better because you're in their life than if you were not in their life. And But you need to know this, and you need your partner to know this, and you need to be, and you need to know, you each need to know that, that the other one knows this. Like, it's got to be conscious on, you know, your side, her side, with you and with her. So, that's the second thing. Uh, the is it third or second? Second. The second, yeah, second. Okay, the first the one is to notice, to notice the triggers and paying attention yes. to get them out of the bad mood. The right. second is what, what you and your partner need in and out of the relationship. And right. when you say out of the relationship, what they get out of the relationship in being with you. And that yes. to explain to that, what we say is why and how their life would be better because hmm. you are in it. That's what they so, get out of the relationship, right? Yeah. So, for example, you know, you with your, with your wife or your girlfriend, you know, you get to be a more confident guy. That would be what you're getting out of the relationship. Or you get to, you know, uh, develop your creative side because your partner loves your creative side so much. You keep getting, you keep getting a chance to master it because they, they love to see you keep doing it. So that would be something you get out of the relationship. Does that communicate? Yeah. And what you get in the relationship is like is everything you share with each other? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And so everything you share with each other, you know, all your wants and needs are met, um, you know, satisfactorily. You know, so, uh, you know, one of y'all is a raw vegan eater um, and the other one loves cooking raw vegan food, then you're sharing raw, that's a place of, of sharing, is in the raw vegan food area. You know, and it might be driving. I might like driving together. You know, take a turn driving or whatever. So then, you know, you've got driving that you're doing together that you can't do, you know, you, you do it together. I mean, yeah, you could do it separately, but it ain't half as much fun, you know. Yeah, things you do together. Yeah. Things, things, things you do together, and things you get out of the relationship, you couldn't, you would not get if you were not with her, and vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, you said when you explain, you need to know why and how their life would be better just because you're in it. 
when you explained it, you said you have to be conscious of something. Like you have to yeah, be conscious well, of. Conscious, not cautious, conscious, aware. Yeah, cons- conscious of, yeah. Yeah, so you want to be aware of what it is that is so great about your partner that you know you're not going to get this benefit anywhere else. So it could be that, you know, you're starting a business and your partner is a marketing expert and she teaches you how to be a marketing expert, like even better than her. You know, that would be her bringing something that, you know, you couldn't get anywhere else. She's making your life, your business life better uh, with her than without her, which is obviously going to affect your happiness and well-being in the relationship, right? Yes. You know, let's say you was out of shape, but, you know, in some out of shape, but your woman was a fitness coach. Yeah. So she would take you exercising and make sure you in, you know, Tarzan shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I mean by, you know, getting, you know, life is better with you in there than without it. There'd be so many big and little things that's just like what I said. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, that happens naturally in the best relationships, but you can consciously look to see how it's happening with your partner. You know, you could even look to say to yourself, you know, I don't have anything like that with my partner. I can either create it now or get out of the relationship and go somewhere else where it, it is tangibly uh, evident that I can get what I want. You know, or, you know, go do training together to go find something that y'all could do together that's important to the both of you that neither one of you know. That would be another thing about my life is better with you in my life than without you. At least that part would be you know, better with you than without you. So, anyhow, so you get the gist, right? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, number three. Pay close attention to your main two love languages and the love languages of your partner. That will tell you tons about how to take care of them and how to predict how they'll react to things in the relationship. So, my my two love languages in order is words of affirmation, you know, communication, and then touch. Uh, those are two main things. I also like acts of service, but I don't care about acts of service. Like, if you do something for me, I'll be happy, but it won't be the same as, um, you know, my woman, you know, talking to me and, and, and uh, indulging me in my hobby, which is, you know, creativity, creating new stuff and recognizing how to use the information I have in new ways, you know, she's going to be involved in those conversations, I'm going to be thrilled to pieces because that's, like, you know, important to me. Now, I won't look at her like, you know, if she, if a woman doesn't like that, isn't like that with me, she doesn't love me, I won't say that. What I'll say is it's ain't going to work. Yeah. But if she was, you know, a... a, a a brainiac conversationalist, like, like you know, dealing with me on a regular basis, you know, and she actually did love me, then that would be, you know, a reason to stay around. That would be a reason to um, stay because our love languages would be the same just by her actions 
or at least she's taking care of me in ways that work for me, even if she doesn't um, say what her love language is and, and at that I'm a match. Just watching people's love languages, watching what they react to and, and, and how you, the biggest reason, the biggest way you can tell is how they show their love to you is how they would want their love back. So, um, you know, understanding the love languages, yours and hers, is going to help you to consciously create the relationship because you'll consciously be doing what works for them in the love language area. Does, does that communicate? Yes, definitely. Now, my only question is this. Yes. I know we talked about this maybe in the past, but just maybe to refresh. Um, how, like, uh, what would it take to understand really the love language of her? Like, does it require a couple of days or, you know, like, how could you figure this out? Okay. Um you could either ask her and tell her what the love languages are and then, you know, what the five are and then let her choose the two that fit her. Let her tell you that, you know, or, uh, again, you could just watch how she, um, how she's expressing herself and what she, how she, what she likes getting from you, Hmm. you know, in terms of the five love languages, you know, if she loves, gifts, then that's one of her love languages, top love languages. If she loves um, uh, sex, like, I mean, like, really, you know, she's like four or five times a week, you know, why don't you touch me and kiss me, you know, touches her love language, you know, yeah. and, and if you hear them complaining, you know, you don't spend enough time with me, that's somebody who says quality time is important to them. Yeah. So, you know, you listen to the complaints, it'll tell you. Yeah. Makes sense? Yep, it makes sense. Absolutely. All right. Cool. But I think at first, a lot of, a lot of things probably she would appreciate, like act of service, words of affirmation. I've observed that she likes that, that I provide her words of affirmation. Uh, that's definitely, I got that she likes it uh, on yeah. the phone. As far as I talk to her on the phone, didn't spend much time, but and I don't know anything else. Of course, we have to just work on it and see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. So, um, the next thing, number four, yes, is consciously pay attention to what works and what doesn't in your interactions with your partner. This means you need to view your partner as a permanent part of your life. You need to view your partner as children view their parents who aren't going anywhere. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, you need to view your parents as children view their parents. You need to view your partner as children view your parents. Let me say that again, man. You need yeah. to view your partner the way children view their parents. They ain't going anywhere, and you'll always have them in your life no matter what. A large part of this can be managed inside of understanding that there are no back doors. If you cannot feel that way about your partner, it's only a matter of when before the relationship dissolves. So you can never separate from your mother no matter how pissed off you are at her. 
She's always going to be your mother. She's always going to be in your life. You know it. It's not possible for her to not be in your life. She passes away. She's still in your life. She may not be here, but you can still feel it. You still remember her, all of that. And you don't, you know, people don't divorce their parents. They may get pissed off and run away and leave, but even when they do that, they still love them. They're just mad at them for whatever reason. Disappointed in them for whatever reason. Yeah. But so so kids look at mom and dad as like relatives, like brother and sister. Yeah. So, you know, you want to look at this person in your life that way too when they yeah. have been around enough to prove that they deserve that title. You know, then you know you can give them um, the title. Yeah. And you know, uh, yeah. So anyhow, so you got to look at your partner as, you know, that's my little brother, my big brother, whatever it is, and they ain't going nowhere. And then you know, you could be in communication. You can say lots of things when you know nobody's going anywhere. No back doors to the relationship. So can we say all these points? are, you know, creating the relationship consciously, the aspects yes. of creating the relationship consciously, right? Yes. Consciously is that what you say? Yes. Aspects of consciously creating the relationship. Yes. Like you're awake, you're alive, you're alert, you're aware of what you're agreeing to and of what you're creating. You know, um, and you could you could and should enroll your partner into it, and that depends on your. Um, I, I you know, I guess it depends on your uh, clarity, and you know what you're getting into a relationship for. Um, what your tendencies are, which you know, most of us know a lot of that stuff, even if we don't know what we really want to do, or if something really works for us. But anyhow, that's another story. I ain't gonna go there. Um, yeah, the bottom line is if you don't treat your partner as family, then you're just giving them a back, giving you and them a back door for the relationship to end. So, um, there you go. You don't treat your partner as, are you there? Yeah, yeah, still here. As a family. Yeah. There's this thing, though, um, about this. One time I listened to Nancy Sapolsky in New York about relationships. She had a seminar for, I think, one or two days. I don't remember. And she gave an example, like, uh, in her family, uh, they speak loud and fight within the family. They express their feelings loudly. Sometimes they argue and stuff like that. They express their feelings like that. Yep. And in her husband's case, they don't. They just don't talk. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, when I, when I think of my family, we also speak loud and express our thoughts to each other even when we don't agree. But for someone else who didn't grow up in a family like that, like Italian families, they yell at each other, you know? <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, however, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but if the person is growing up in a family where they're very quiet and they express their feelings or what, what what works, what doesn't work, whatever the breakdown is, in a different way, that would occur, your partner, 
it's like you're out of the relationship or you're not treating them as a family because you're kind of like getting angry and speaking loud, let's say, right? That also, I think, as important, like you have to know the dynamics of like, like how the relationship works for your partner or, or, you know, like, I don't know, you know, how can you deal with this that she could understand that in your family, that's how you grow up, like an Italian family in my case. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my ex-wife, for example, they didn't have as much uh, openness as we had. We are very straight. Everybody in my family is very straight. We say what it is, right? But when I do that, it was harsh for her, I think. And that was an exit for her from the relationship, as you say here. If you don't treat your you know, partner as a family member, that will be an exit for them from a relationship, right? Yes. Because they're not going to be feeling they're in a relationship, right? Well, when push comes to shove, they won't have a problem with leaving, you know? So you say it again? When push comes to shove, some incident happens, some trauma happens in the relationship, you know, they would have a back door if they... If you and them both are, are not thinking that this is my family, I need to stay here because I would do this for my family. So if you do it first and she doesn't do that, just keep being that way, and eventually she'll catch on. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, like, most, you know, most women look at their husband as, you know, the guy that's going to take care of their bills and stuff. They don't necessarily, not necessarily, look at them the way they look at their children. The children is their flesh and blood. Forget about it. Nobody else is more important on earth. Um, you know, hey, honey, mm-hmm. did you, you know, buy the groceries from from Fire Fair? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you have to distinguish then, and you have to see. Um, you have to observe the relationship literally. Uh, you observe the relationship when those kind of breakdowns happens. How she is being, how she is reacting, or in that you know, talk uh, talk to her about your behavior, like what was it like, what was it occurred, what, what is it like occurring to her to understand in her world what's going on, right? Yep, you got it. And then, and then adjust what there is to adjust so that she doesn't feel that way when dealing yep. with breakdown. Yep, take care of her, man. You stand yeah. for her, but you can't stand for herself. Yeah, You know, you can have these conversations, and I'm going to show you a way to have these conversations without necessarily saying what we're saying in this piece. You know, but you could say it in this piece. So I'll I'll let you know what I mean by that shortly. Um, yeah, so um, next. Um, number five. Yeah. Another... Uh, another critical thing is to recognize the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting are having on your partner and on the relationship. This means you'll have to be fully responsible for how things are going and uh, be emotionally strong enough to look yourself in the mirror and tell the truth about uh, about who you've been being e- eventually, if not sooner. In other words. Um, the best way to accomplish this is to be objective, open-minded, and curious. The last thing you want to be uh, be being is closed-minded, skeptical, or judgmental because those mindsets blind you to reality and attempts to force reality 
to align with your way of thinking. Good luck with that. <laughs> he says cold-minded, skeptical, and what? Um, uh, closed-minded, like close the door, skeptical, mm-hmm. and judgmental. So people say and do things, and they don't know how it makes other people feel. So you have to be paying attention to how you make your woman feel on a day-to-day basis. That makes sense. Yes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Good. I was wondering what that, that was. That was that, yeah, that was something missing from my from from me as well to be responsible. I was okay. angry and I judge her and blame her. <laughs> and I wasn't present to her feelings at all because I was so desperate. I was so angry with myself. Yep, sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. We are humans. And the world yeah. is a stage where you perform on and on. Yep, oh, we got it. All right. Number six. Um, yep. Uh, the last critical element you need to keep present and being responsible for is the fact that you love your partner. You cannot forget that you love your partner. It's what you've always wanted and will always want. Keep that present. You've got to keep reminding yourself you love your partner if you need to remind yourself because hopefully you love her so much you won't need to remind yourself that you love her. Hopefully. You know what I mean? Uh-oh. I think I lost you. Okay, I'll be here when you get back. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know if you can hear me or not, so I'm not going to go into nothing. So, but um, All right. You're back. Yay. I'm back. Just All right. Connected. Okay. All right. Cool. So, yeah, you just can't forget that you love your partner, man. <laughs> now, Please say it again? Okay, you just cannot forget that you love your partner. You got to keep that in mind, you know. Okay. So, so um, with that, saying all of that, having all of that in mind, I created something that I'm going to share with you. It's called sure. a, it's called a personal life charter. Personal life charter. So a personal life charter is not a whole lot different from um, the Declaration of Independence for the United States. What I mean by that is uh, the, the Declaration of the United States um, is the um, principal center for how the United States operates. Yeah. So, you know, it, it talks about freedom. It talks about equality. It talks about, 
you know, avoiding domination and all kind of bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really helpful. And so, um you know, um being able to create this and then look at it so that you can keep getting better at it and have it as a, you know, operating rules and procedures, you know, yeah. that uh, you'll be able to, once you figure out who you are on this and your partner does the same for herself, then you can actually co-create your relationship. Yeah. It's okay. Great. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to email this to you as well, um, the step, the parts, the aspects of the uh, relationship navigation chart, well, not the relationship navigation chart, the um, personal life charter. Um, I'm going to tell you and email you the steps, the, the aspects of the life charter that you would want to do for yourself and have your wife, your girlfriend do the same for her, and then y'all take the same information and turn it into something that supports the marriage. So, uh, anyhow, so here we go. So the first of the, how many steps is this? How many aspects is this? We see one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Um, eight, nine, ten. Ten pieces. What do you think? Okay. Actually, I'm calling this a relationship charter, um, and uh, and I will send you both the relationship charter template and the personal life charter template. So uh, I forgot that I only had the relationship charter template here, so I'm going to read that, and then I'll okay. explain the difference between the two. So the first okay. thing in either case, in either case, is you got to define who you are, and in the relationship charter, you got to define who you are as a couple, not who I am is this and who she is is that. You got to actually say, okay, together we we are blah blah blah. Does that communicate? Yes. All right. So can you give me an example of who you are as a couple? Who we are is loving, magical, and fun-loving um, is who we are. Okay. So combined, after looking at, so so on a personal life charter, you're going to have who you are. And on her personal life charter, she's going to have who she is. And then you're going to look at your whole charter after you do all the other steps. Um, you're going to look and see, you know, how, what best exemplifies who y'all are, and you would define it. You know, the United States of America is a land of the free, home of the brave. You know, that could be actually excellently said about this country, um, you know, like that. Um, you know, you could say, you know, we're, you know, basically anthropologists who's looking for the other to help, you know, discover, you know, um, whatever. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. Um, so um, yeah, you'll combine who you are and who she is, and come up to who we are. Is how that'll come out. But you have to have that in conversation, and you need to be with somebody who knows who they are, because that makes it easier for y'all to know who you are as a group, as a couple. 
Yeah. You know? So, um, <clears throat> second is, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No problem. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Who you, who you are, uh, that's what we discussed in the first session, right? And yes. who she is, and then, you know, define who you are as a couple uh, as, you have the, as you build the relationship. Yeah. And knowing this, knowing the personal life charter and the relationship charter, it provides the long-lasting relationship. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. You get to know each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, because who I am is love, generosity, and curiosity. You know, I could say it as a possibility, but that is, like, you know, who I am. Really, actually, I would even go as far as to say who I am is love and enlightenment. You know, because that's what I provide, and that's who, that's what lights me up, and that's what I look for. It's like those are, you know, love and enlightenment are two highly evolved principles that I love to, you know, be a part of. So just reading that newspaper, you know, yeah. would help, help, you know, what's what's going on here. So anyhow, so that's that. Knowing who you are. That's like the most important thing, because without that, you really, it's hard to tell anything else, you know. Uh, or and knowing who you are is exactly the same as the the, uh, the aspect of knowing who you are we discussed in our first session, right? In that level, uh, not necessarily. Like what we discussed in the first se- session was, you know, knowing your love language, knowing what what your must-haves are, mm-hmm. knowing what your highest aspirations in life are. Your highest mm-hmm. aspirations in life would be like your mission or your purpose. Probably more like, you know, your mission mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, your purpose. So your mission would be, you know, accomplish um, a certain thing. Your purpose would be why you want to accomplish that certain thing. So, you know, you get to say what that is. Yes. But you're also going to put down your mission and purpose <laughs> as the next two parts of this charter, relationship yes. charter. Um because you need to know what you're doing and why. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, y'all want to know what your mission is as a couple. Y'all have to discuss that. Yeah. You know, so... You say the mission anyhow. as a couple is one of the parts of the charter? Yeah. Okay. So, so we're gonna, we said number one is who you are, and the number two is mission, or...? Um, no, yeah, number two is uh, your mission, right? And number three is your purpose. So the mission has also two parts. Your mission is who you are. Is it like that? Yeah, yeah and then your and, mission and, as a couple. And who is she? And then uh, your mission as a couple. Right. Okay. Right. And then... After that is your purpose. Why is your, why do you, why, you know, you have the mission you have, you know, why are you on that mission? Where do you want to get out of it? Blah, blah, blah. What's your purpose? Um, Your purpose is why you're out to fulfill on your mission. What is so, it for you? Yeah, for you, you your mind. partner. 
right? For you, your partner, and then, you know, the relationship, right? So who you are combined, right? So, you know, um, I will say that um, um, the purpose of humanity, based on uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversation with God, the purpose of humanity is to decide and declare, express and experience the next grandest version of the greatest vision we ever held about who we are. What he's really saying is, uh, you know, our mission is to uh, purposely evolve, you know, um, uh, to purposely evolve. Like, like that's our mission. I mean, that's our purpose. We're here to have never-ending evolution. There's no ceiling on how high we can evolve. And so, you know, that's what God made as our purpose. That's how God created us. Yeah. And then we have, you know, our individual purposes inside of that, whatever that is, to be the best cook, to be the best janitor, to be the best hair maker, whatever. So yeah. that, that that's clear, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right, great. So after who you are, your mission, your purpose, next is the principles that guide your relationship. So um, I know that love, generosity, and curiosity are three principles that guide who I am as a human being. Clarity, um, workability, you know, those are the three terms um, that um, that I would use and I would recommend. Um, I think I lost my train of thought just now. <laughs> yeah, so principles. Is it quality, workability, and what? Uh, accuracy. Accuracy. Yeah. Those will be, you know, my... Um, principles that I live by what, what do you what do you mean by accuracy so is what I'm seeing in harmony with reality is what I'm saying can you, can you repeat again is what I'm saying in harmony with reality is what I'm seeing saying or doing in harmony with reality and how do I know In harmony with reality, huh? Yeah, so, you know, okay, so I'm walking, you know, trying to walk west, and I got a compass, and it keeps pointing west. Okay, great. So how do I know my, my, my now, I'm, I'm doing my best to operate inside of accuracy, but, you know, I'm not also like, well, if I'm, if I'm walking around in accuracy, and I let's say I got this compass, I trust this compass is accuracy, you know, I could, you know, uh, if I walk around accuracy and I, I got this this, this uh, compass, I may mm-hmm. need to check every once in a while to make sure that the compass is working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because otherwise, I'm using a tool that's designed to support me in accuracy and directions, and mm-hmm. it ain't working. So every once in a while, I got to check in even on everything, you know? You check in mm-hmm. on this stuff. That helps that I check in on to help me be accurate. 
Yeah. So that, that's me. You know, most folks don't have that as a principle they live their life by, you know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I do. A lot of people have being right as a principle they live their life by rather than being accurate. They use a uh, more uh, disempowering uh, definition of the term right. <laughs> I want to be right. I just don't want to be, you know, right. You know what I mean? I want to be accurate. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so that's that. Then next, uh, your focus. Your focus is, um, uh, let me see, your, um, where are you going to pay attention to in your the, in the purpose of your life? So for me, um, I remember the creator gave me my, my focus in life. I was actually amazed because it was said in a way that I would never say it before. I wasn't even looking for that particular thing, um, my focus. It was a particular statement um, that I was given, and I'm going to see if I can remember because it's been a long time since I brought it up, but I, I feel like I still live to it, live by it to this day. And so my focus is to take the high road, fully aware, expanding comfort zones, being transparent, holding the space of love. You know. Can you repeat again? Uh, yeah, taking yeah. the taking the highway. Taking a high road. Yeah. Uh, fully aware. Expanding comfort zones, being transparent, holding the space of love. That's my main focus. Those five things, they all contribute to the same thing. How can I make life better than I found it? And so, you know, you all can have a statement like that, like a slogan would be like your focus. You know, leave people better than I found them could be your slogan or you know, a new earth, you know, with love and abundance could be like your focus or, you know, whatever. Does that communicate to at least some? Yes. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. I thought I yes. Yes. Good, good, yep. good, good, good. All right. Great. Um, next, you're going to create some vivid descriptions. Um. Uh, you're going to describe um, vivid. Dis- you're going to make vivid descriptions of your um, family life, your health life, your money life, financial life, and your home life. Home life meaning you know you and your partner. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, you want to make that as vivid as possible. So every time you read it, um, you know, you feeling um, like you're creating something. You know, it's your high, you're really, in many respects, that's a description of your highest aspirations for a relationship. You know, part of it could be, you know, we travel a lot. 
you know, we're constantly on vacations and we're loving it. You know, it could be, you know, we work it and uh, we create a business together because we want to make enough money to be able to support, uh, you know, uh, disadvantaged youth, you know, as a not-for-profit or something, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, what's the greatest aspects of y'all's relationships is what you want. Yeah. So, all right. And um, yeah. All right. So um, after you do your vivid descriptions of the different aspects of your life, then you would make promises to your partner. My promises to you, and her promises to you, and then your promise, your your combined promise to each other. So. You would have a list of promises that you would make for her. She would have a list of her promises, and then that would be the beginning of, um, uh, you know, the beginning of the end of creating this agreement. But having her, you know, say what she's promising to you and have you say what you're promising to her is powerful because it's voluntary. And, um, you know, you, it's just a magnificent thing once you ever do that, you know. It's conscious. Yeah. I promise to, you know, always honor you and all of that stuff. And then your partner can hold you accountable without, you know, blowing up, um, you know, New York or something, you know. So <laughs> blowing up your house, you know, blowing up your family. So anyhow. Um, promises uh, to my partner. And then um, you're also going to write down who you are for me and um, promises, uh, not promises. Yeah, my promises to you, what I'm going to do for you. No, I'm sorry. I, I went back to promises. I'm sorry. Who you are for me is um, my inspiration, you know, my joy, my sex toy, whatever you want to say, okay? And then your partner's going to say the same thing, who you are for her. And then you're also going to declare who I am for you. Like, well, you're going to tell her who you are being, who you intend to be for her. And she's also going to declare who she tends, she's um, intending to be for you. So, you know, you might be the smart, rich one for your partner. So who, who I am for you is that I am uh, your smart, rich uh, uh, sugar daddy, uh, sex machine, whatever. I mean, you know, you say whatever you want to say, but you want to tell her who you're going to be in this relationship for her. Oh, I'm going to talk to her in a little bit. We're almost done, actually. Um, this piece I knew was going to be short anyhow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, who you are for her, who she is for you, and vice versa. And uh, then, is this um, number seven? Uh, let me see here. I wasn't keeping track. I think it's, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, no, you, my promises to my partner is number seven. Who you are for me is number eight. Who I am for you is number nine. Okay. Okay. 
All right, good. And then, uh, then the last piece is, well, the next to the last piece, number 10, is my partner's promises to me. So you're going to write down what your partner promises to you because you've already t- shared your promises to your partner. And your, my partner's promises to me, and my promise to my partner is 11? Um, uh, you actually hadn't thought about that. Say that again. So, well, number seven was my promise to you and her promise to me. And number ten, you said my part is the same as number seven or what? Yeah, it is, it is, it is. So yeah. we skip number ten then? I guess you can say that because uh, how I had it is uh, on the document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could do it like that. My promises to my partner, my prom my partner's promises to me, who I am for you and who you are for me. Right. So, um yeah. Uh I hadn't quite thought of it like that, but okay, good. Top of me clean that document up. All right, great. Um any and then afterwards, if there is any um other things you want to put in that's not inside of these sections, I would have, you know, in addition, remarks, you know, like in closing remarks, you know. So something may come up that doesn't fit any of those categories for either of you or both. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, and I would have the... Uh, um, what I would put down is a section called closing remarks. Yeah. You know, it could be I love you, you know, and I want you to know that I love you. And, you know, it could be that or, you know, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I love your gifts or whatever. You know, it could be, um, you know, my a prompt, you know, it could be that um, I'm going to you know, make sure, I'm going to, I promise to leave all the money to you or something, you know, I mean, that could be one of your promises, but it could also be something that's outside the scope of what you created with the, I promise this, you promise that, so, I'm not even sure what would be, um, you know, um, something that would fit under, in closing, other than I love you, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I don't even know what would go in there. But, you know, it's there for you to get creative and take care of yourself, your needs, you know. So, so, um, so this is just a guideline, right? Yeah. Use it as a tool. Yeah. Edit it, you know, until you can't find uh, one more thing to change. You know, make it your own. So, you know, some of these things may not necessarily work for you. It's just a guideline. It's not like, you know, the law. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you want to use this as something to support yourself in, uh, and support your partner in uh, handling. And so, uh, yeah, that's my recommendation. Is that you use this as a guide, as a compass for the relationship the way the United States uses the Declaration of Independence. 
yeah. like that. So that's what I got. So uh, anything you want to say in closing? No, uh, thank you. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll talk to you on Thursday then, right? Yes, sir. So it's going to be Thursday again. Sorry about that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got you got to straighten that. You got to straighten that out, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time to kill it, killing. All right. So uh, thank you. Next week, uh, on Thursday, we're going to talk about communication. Yeah. Um, miscommunication, rather. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about miscommunication, not communication. At first, we're going to talk about miscommunication, and then we'll talk about communication. But anyhow, so that's next. That's the next session. Uh, so we got really two parts of the program. That's miscommunication and then um, what to do when you've got all of that handled. Yeah. Um, which would be the last session, which would be kind of short. It's not going to be an hour and a half. It's usually like an hour unless people start asking a whole bunch of questions, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, cause it, cause so it's, it's it'll be our last session next week? Yes. Wow. All yeah, right. man. We went All through it, you, know? man. <laughs> well, you know, you can always keep me around for something else if you want, you know, or we'll, we'll put sure. together a group or, you know, we can talk. You know, sure. you got my number, man. You know how to reach me. Yeah. So. All right. Well, actually, I'm just thinking Thursday. Uh, I actually, I'm going to visit a client on Thursday. Okay. At, at 4 p.m. It will be a rush for me to be 6.30. Can we do okay. it the next Monday? Do you think it will be too late? No, no, no. You want to take a week off? Yeah, I mean, I th- Thursday, this week I'm starting company and uh, I have some meetings with some clients and it would be better if you do it Monday. I will reschedule the one we have. Okay. That'll be great. Next Monday, okay? All right. All right, Works man. for me. That's hey, great man. For great that it works you, for you. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Talk to you. Sure, have a good one. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.